0: Welcome back to another episode of Inside Inside Sales. Brought to you by our sponsor, Vanillasoft, with your host, Daryl Prale. Join us each week as we interview industry experts in the dramatically growing field of inside sales and sales development. Tune in as Daryl brings you actionable strategies and tactics that can immediately increase your sales and success. So, you ready? Let's get started. Hey, Daryl,
1: how you doing, folks? Daryl Prale here, Vanilla Soft here for another episode of Inside Inside Sales, the only podcast in the entire podcast sphere. No, the universe. Where we talk just pragmatic meat and potatoes, just core how to stuff. Now, if you've listened to the show before, you've heard me say that almost every other episode. I like to hammer that home so you know that when you listen to this show, you're going to understand something that you didn't know before the show started. And if we did our job right, you're going to go and talk to a colleague or a peer and say, Hey, I just learned something from inside. Inside sales and that Daryl guy, and he had that person on, and they talked about that thing. And when they did that thing, they shared this whatchamacallit, and it's awesome. Let me tell you, let me share that knowledge with you. That's what we want to do here. So, every time I get a guest on, a big driver on the selection of the guests is help me pick an individual that can share something that we've never talked about before. And then, ideally, you've never heard before. And another show, because there's some pretty kick-ass shows out there. I mean, I love some of the shows out there, and that's what I've done today. Let me ask you this, guys: When was the last time you had a face-to-face conversation with a sales lead? I mean, you do a lot of emails, right? That's not face-to-face. You might do some phone calls. All the rumor has that the phone is dead, which, by the way, is not true. But when you do that, that's not face-to-face. The whole dynamic of face-to-face used to be the norm. There was a time not too long ago that I would go and I would actually drive or fly and I would have a meeting and at the table would be sitting all of the executives and I would shake their hands and we would nod and we would break bread and we would draw on whiteboards. In fact, that's kind of the concept of where the cloud came from, from all those whiteboard meetings when we drew here's our software and here's the cloud, which is symbolic of the internet. I mean, that's how it used to be. And ironically, that is still the case. Let me give you an example. If you're listening right now, how many of you have ever gone to a trade show? I mean, I know a lot of you have. You've gone to a trade show or I'll give you another scenario. How many of you have gone to a networking event? Maybe it's a LinkedIn local, maybe it's a local, uh, AISP chapter meeting. Maybe it's a, a modern sales pros salon. Maybe it's an enterprise sales form. I don't know. There's just so freaking many of them. So whether you're at a trade show or whether you're at a network meeting, you know, are face to face, when you see that individual and you say and you shake their hand, hi, I'm Daryl. You know, who are you with? And you know what do you do? Well, I'm with this company and I do that. And the bells start going off. Holy smokes, this person's in my vertical, has the right title. This is somebody that I could sell to. That's the moment when you now need to engage. What do you do? Do you kind of look and say, where's the bar? You kind of look down at your feet? Do you kind of stammer. Do you look them in the eye? Do you ask them something provocative? Do you make a bad joke? Do you melt into the crowd and let somebody else break the ice for you? Face-to-face conversation is the most personal, intimate, compelling, persuasive form of sales And it's probably something that we are the least capable at doing and doing well. Today, we're going to fix that. So when you want to talk about sales and somebody who has the history and the experience and the track record, who comes to mind? Let me tell you who comes to mind for me, Alice Hyman. Now, if you don't know Alice, Alice has been around forever, it seems, even though I swear she's like 29 years old. I'll get bonus points for saying that just so we know. Miller Hyman is something I grew up with because I'm only 25 years old and it is a sales methodology. It was a system built to help people like me make me better salespeople. Alice has done phenomenal stuff. That's a chapter in her life. Right now, she's with Trade Show Makeover because it's the same transferable skills. How do you make sure those who are in your booth are connecting with you? How do you establish a rapport? How do you connect? How do you make sure that Trade Show generates an ROI by active deals? And it's all in face-to-face conversations. AliceHyman.com check her out. She was most recently ranked in the top 50 sales influencers. I believe she told me before we started she was number 18. If I get that wrong, she will correct me. This woman is incredible. I have a lot of fun with her. She is the most vivacious, energetic individual. And what I love about her is she can smile and she can correct you at the same time and you feel good about it. That is what face-to-face skill is all about. So with no further ado, Alice, welcome to the show.
2: Wow, Daryl, thank you for that lively introduction and the introduction to the topic that we're going to talk about today. I'm very excited to talk about actually being face-to-face with the people that you could possibly sell to.
1: And the irony of the whole situation is, and this is a true story, folks, we had some technology hiccups during the recording. Normally, this would be an audio recording only, but right now, Alice and I are doing this using Zoom. So we actually truly are face-to-face. We're staring at each other and I'm kind of intimidated, so I'm looking forward for advice from her on how I should engage with her. How's that? It's kind of meta, don't you think? Talk to me, Alice, what is the challenge? How can I even get face-to-face? A lot of people right now are saying, I don't even know where to start. So I I can't even focus on what I would do face-to-face because I'm not even getting those meetings that are face-to-face. So what are some of the tactics and tools and tricks we can use to get a face-to-face conversation. And I'll go even one step further with that. I'm sure there's a segment of our audience who's going, why would I ever want to be face-to-face? Because that's going to kill my schedule. I can do the same thing on email or or voicemail or a phone call or even a Zoom meeting like we're doing right now. Why would I ever want to be face-to-face? So, so many conversations. I'll let you run with the one you want to run with.
2: In sales, we have to build trust. We got to get people to know us, like us, and trust us. I'm not the first person on this planet who's ever said that, and I'm sure you've all heard it before. It is much easier to gain trust and gain credibility in the eyes of the person that you're talking with when you are face-to-face versus sending out emails and connecting blindly on social media or making cold calls. They don't know who you are. They can't see your face. They can't see your smile, your enthusiasm, they just get kind of a spammy or boring email from you, or maybe you're better at that. Maybe you're sending them really good emails, but they just don't have time to read them because they have 500 in their box. Or maybe they have 500 LinkedIn connections and they didn't see yours and they only check once a month anyway. There's all these ways that we're using to try to connect with people to make a sale. And we should, we should use the phone. We should use social media. We should use actual mail, believe it or not. It's working today. We should use all the methods available to us, texting if that's appropriate for your company, but we also need to remember that face-to-face is something we can do. Now, there could be a challenge with the way your company works. Perhaps you are a salesperson who is told to use the phone and you are not given a budget to fly around or you don't really have that latitude. I'm still gonna tell you how you can get (laughs) face-to-face. But you may have some challenges just within your own company structure on that. Some of you also don't, and you're just not getting face-to-face for a variety of different reasons. I think the first thing is to figure out how can anyone get face-to-face with people who they could sell to or who could give them referrals? Because I'm always looking for both when I'm out there in the world talking to people. Maybe you can't buy directly from me, but maybe you can refer me to the person who can, either inside of your company or outside of your company. So I always want to look for both, no matter what I'm doing, right,
1: Daryl? You're spot on, and it's funny because we've talked about this before. You have I've heard you refer to yourself as a connector. You talk about that referral. That's one of your strengths. You know, you, oh hey, Daryl, have you met Susie? You know, you two need to talk because you're so amazing. And connecting thing is huge. What, what people don't understand about the connecting thing is they often think that the connector, in your example, you, Alice are the ones who get shortchanged here because maybe Susie and I will then conduct business. So what did Alice get out of that? But both Susie and I will remember fondly Alice as the one who uh, connected us and added value. And next time something comes up where Alice is an expert, she will be top of mind because... She has given us goodwill. she has taken care of us. she has done us right. We have now established trust with Alice and her judgment in making that introduction. Sometimes that face to face meeting, to your point, isn't necessary for you right now; it's for you to build a relationship right now to harvest later and a lot of people don't forget that uh, and then so they right. don't they don't realize that that's the beauty of the face to face is it truly is. Uh, more of a lifetime relationship as opposed to a transactional relationship. For me yes. now, I'm of a certain vintage that when I go to say trade shows and I go to booth, to booth, to booth, and I see some of the more senior people who are managing the teams or you know, representatives of, of the vendors, I know most of them because we all began way back when. And so when I have a problem or I see them, oh, you're at vendor ABC now. Didn't you used to be with XYZ? Yeah, I used to be. I changed a year ago. I instantly trust them and their product because of them. I am more likely to buy their product simply because that individual and I had a face-to-face relationship that goes back over time, which is not as easily said on an email relationship or a phone relationship by any stretch of the imagination. You said one thing that was really powerful. I'm going to kind of paraphrase it. Unlike LinkedIn or email, where you can have an overwhelming volume, it's very digital Face to face is very analog and it's very one-on-one and immediate and now. I can dodge you for a while if that's what I'm trying to do on an email. And I can plead ignorance on social because oh I just, I just didn't see the notification. Oops. But I can't do that on face-to-face. It's bad, of course, if you're trying to dodge that person because maybe maybe you've ghosted them, maybe gone dark on them, getting they're trying to sell you something. But the flip though to that is if you're trying to track them down. That is the fastest way to connect and get resolution because now we're in each other's personal space and we're looking at each other in the eye and that is how deals get done right there because I will know very quickly, do we have a deal and do we not have a deal? Face-to-face is the best, fastest way in my experience to close a deal or to move a stuck deal to a strongly forecasted deal, like huge.
2: Let's talk about, A couple of ways that you can get face-to-face, regardless of what your company parameters might be. And outside of that, you may have to break the mold a little bit. But before I mention those specific things, I want to talk to everyone about being human. So I think in sales, sometimes we get some training that steers us the wrong direction. It says, you're selling, tell them about our products and services, get to the point of that as quickly as possible and get them to buy something. Well, we all know that sales cycles just aren't that fast in the B2B world. I mean, some of them are faster than others, but most of the clients I work with, their sales cycles are six months, eight months, a year long. And I think you all are seeing that as well. Although some of you might work with a shorter sales cycle, but let's be human first and figure out what is in this person's brain? What is in this person's busy life? What is their work like? What are they like? so that we can actually have a conversation with them and build the relationship before we start pitching or selling them anything. Because honestly, we don't know if they even need it. Now this may go against what you've been trained to do, which is dial the phone. Hi, do you need these kinds of products or services? Do you use them? Can I schedule an appointment? Seems like it's contradictory to that, and it is. And you may still have to do that. But if you remember that there's a human on the other side of that email, On the other side of that LinkedIn or Twitter or whatever, on the other side of the phone, there's a human being who has lots of other things to do that day. And where do you fit into that? So just let's get that mindset of being more human and really more understanding of people. They just might not have time today. Try to reach out in a multitude of ways. There will be a time when they are ready to talk to you. It just might be further in the future than you would like. Getting face-to-face is a very human thing to do. And I love it that Daryl and I actually had to be face-to-face today versus just hearing each other's voices because it does make it a little bit more fun and interesting as we're talking to each other because he can see the reaction on my face. I can see the reaction on his face. He can read my emotions a bit. He can see my hand gestures. And hand gestures are really important to people understanding each other. So that's why face-to-face is so important, many reasons. So how can you do it if you are... Basically locked in your office and not allowed out. (laughs) You can start using video. There are tons of great video tools out there. I won't start naming them, but there are tons of them. And even on your iPhone, you can make a short, if if it's less than a minute, you can email it, text it. You can send it some way to somebody. So you can make a video. And then the person can see your face. They can see your smile. They can see your eyes, which are really important for people gaining trust from you. Make a video. That's a way to get face-to-face. You don't get to see their face, but they get to see your face. And that's better than the alternative, which is not letting them see your face at all. So I think that a quick something everyone can do. The second thing, and again, I know you're in this box at your office and they've kind of got you doing what you're doing, but... You can use an online tool like Zoom where, you know, like Daryl and I are using today. You can ask the person, would they like to get on a video call? And again, there's a zillion tools that you can use to put them on a video call. Some of them are free. It's just one-on-one and then some have a small fee, but you couldn't even afford that yourself. You don't need to necessarily have your company pay for that. So think about just getting to see them on video, how much better that might be. Um, Than not seeing them at all. What do you think about those two?
1: I love those ones. Those are the top ones going to mind if you can't go face to face and go live. The video meeting, the Zoom meetings, go to meeting, ReadyTalk, WebEx, call Skype, whatever you want, Hangouts, etc. They all work fantastic, and it's amazing now because so many people don't have a problem putting video on. I remember when this first came out. And the video has been out for forever, 10, 15 yeah. years ago. You know, nobody would go on. It was like taboo. They would just use the audio only. But now it's not a big deal and they all do it.
2: Yeah. For people reasons. say to me, oh my gosh, I work out of my home office. I'm like, so do I. It's fine. Yes, you know, exactly. they'll turn their video
1: on. <laughs> I remember the time when you could even, you, you would never admit to being at home, right? Heaven forbid. Oh no, never. Where now never. it's the norm, right? I mean, yeah. I, I don't know how many more beds I've seen on video than I have in real life. It's scary. That is so dynamic. That face-to-face is just a connection. What I want to do, take a bit of a break. I want to build upon the whole discussion. What if it's live? What if it's a trade show? What if it's a networking event? What do we do? I love it. All right. So don't (laughs) go anywhere. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
3: CRM was designed for managing relationships. Sales engagement is designed for starting them. Current stats indicate that sales reps only contact new leads about 50% of the time and make less than two attempts to contact them and they're only about 35% productive. CRM is the wrong tool to engage sales prospects. VanillaSoft is an engagement platform. It allows you to rapidly turn marketing qualified leads into sales qualified leads. According to user reviews, VanillaSoft will increase your pipeline and productivity by three times or more by ensuring each new sales lead is engaged within seconds persistently and with the cadence that's optimal for your prospects. Don't let your sales leads fall into a black hole. Take your lead engagement and sales qualification out of your CRM. Try Vanilla Soft for free at VanillaSoft.com.
1: All right. I'm at a trade show or I'm at a networking event and someone comes up to me and says, what do you do?
2: One of the things I want to, highly recommend is that you pre-plan who you're going to meet, you know, make your target list and do try to connect on LinkedIn and email ahead of time. So they've at least seen your name, maybe even get an appointment scheduled if you can, but then there's going to be lots of opportunity, especially at a trade show or a professional networking type of event that maybe is local or whatever. There's going to be lots of opportunity to run into people who you've never met before. A lot of times they do say, Oh, Hey, what do you do? Right? Well, you have to be prepared to say something instead of, uh, you cannot believe how many people when I say to them, what do you do? They, they look at me and they go, uh, and then they start. That gives me a good sign that what comes next is something that's going to be too long, complicated, and I'm not going to be able to figure out what they do. You need to practice answering that question. I would write it down. I would run it past a bunch of people. I would get that down to where you can very succinctly say, this is what we do, and Be sure that it is result driven. The answer to that question should make the other person go, how do you do that? Or go ahead, Daryl. I
1: was just about to do that. Hi, how are you and what do you do?
2: What I do is help companies increase their sales by 30% or more. Tell me, are you in sales?
1: I am not. I'm in marketing.
2: Okay, you're in marketing. Tell me about your company and what your company does.
1: Well, what we do is we do sales engagement and we help sales development reps engage more people, have more conversations and build more deals rapidly, three times faster or more than you can do today.
2: So your company actually helps the same people that I want to help because what you're doing is making sales easier and so do I. And so the conversation would just start, right?
1: You were connecting the dots for me as well.
2: Yeah, but I'm not going to start telling you, well, so... So Daryl, so you must have some salespeople. So here's what I could do for your salespeople. I don't do that. I have a conversation. Well, tell me more about how you do that. That's so interesting to me because I know a lot of salespeople who would like to have more conversations and would like to have them faster and all those kinds of things. So I have to be genuinely interested in you now.
1: Yeah, you have to listen. And that's the thing. When I get that, you know, who are you and what do you do? I'll say, hi, I'm Daryl. I run marketing for a software company, uh, or else, I'm sorry, I'm more awesome, a software company called VanillaSoft. The next question 99% of the time is, and what does VanillaSoft do, right? So they've, they've given me permission. Correct. So your point is, I didn't pitch me. I made it relational. I made it personal. Hi, I'm Daryl. I'm not, hi, I'm Daryl Prail. I run marketing as opposed to, I'm the chief marketing officer. I do it for a software company called VanillaSoft. It's just me talking to you. No No errors. I'm not trying to impress you. Let's connect as people.
2: Exactly. And not really talk about our products and services as much as maybe how we relate to each other. But here's the thing. If somebody walks up to me and asks me, what do I do? I say a brief sentence because you have to answer, but then I try to flip it back over to them as quickly as I can. Now, if I'm the one who approaches them and I get to say something, I don't say, what do you do? And why is that? Because I want to start on a more human level and understand them better and not have them afraid of me trying to do, well, what do you do? What company do you work for? So if I'm in a trade show or a networking event and I see someone, I might ask them, have you been here before? Did you hear the keynote speaker? What kinds of things are you looking for at this trade show? Or if I'm in a networking event, are you a member of this organization? I ask something else to get the conversation started. And then I work into, oh, so that's interesting. So you've never been here before. Either have I. Or, oh, you've been here, you've been coming here for many years. Great, can you help me navigate better or whatever? And then it works into more chatter about what we do.
1: So again, you keep on probing, you're asking questions to find some common bonds that you can connect on in the same breath by asking those questions that are about them a little bit they're comfortable talking to you because we're always comfortable talking about ourselves and what we know. It's more awkward when we go outside of that comfort zone and that's when you get the ums and the ahs and it gets awkward. I know I coached my kid when they were a young age and I've shared this online before the podcast. I told them, always ask people questions. If we meet someone the first time, ask them a question and another question and another question and just keep drilling down about who they are and what they're about and what do they do because It will allow that initial surface tension, I call it, that that happens initially. Will I like this person or not? I'm not sure I want to have this conversation. But I talk about myself and you seem interested. So I'll talk about myself for a little bit and then we get comfortable with each other. And now the conversation can kind of go where you want it to go because I'm relaxed and you seem okay.
2: And when I'm asking the questions, I'm in charge of the conversation, believe it or not. That's exactly right. I get the next question I ask gets to steer us in the direction that I want to go because I'm the one who's asking. There are occasions where someone will just talk, 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 and you can't get a word in edgewise. Just slowly back away from that person and they go, it's been great. Enjoy the rest of the show or enjoy the networking and just back away and get away because there's somebody who's going to do that. But most people will converse with you once you get them comfortable. So if you ask them a couple questions and right now, you know, women's World Cup soccer is on and you can ask about if they're a fan or something like that. So you don't have to start with who are you and what do you do? You can get to that a little bit later, but get them comfortable talking about something else first. And typically I use the topics of that trade show or that event and ask them what kinds of things they're interested in, what brought them here this evening, what brought them to the show, have they been here before, and we get chat, chatting that way. So I think it's really about the fine art of conversation versus trying to tell, make sure you tell them who you are and what you do or get that back from them. But if you have a good conversation, They'll want to talk to you again, and you can schedule that before you leave them. You can say, oh, well, let's get out our date books. This has been such a great conversation. I'd like to continue it. Let's go to coffee, or let's get on the phone, or whatever it is. They'll give you their card if they have one, and you'll give yours, or you'll look each other up on LinkedIn really fast and connect, and then you can continue the conversation. And who knows what may come of it. They might become a customer. They might become a referral. They might be the next person who works side-by-side with you. Lots of good things could come of it. But if we don't open our mind to all of that, we go, oh, this is not a prospect, move on. Then we might miss something really great.
1: Let's recap. I love what you're saying here. The whole purpose of face-to-face is to actually establish, exactly as you said, a human face-to-face relational connection. That's who we are. We want to see the hands moving. We want to see the eyes. We want to see the energy. We want to see the engagement. Know your lines. Know how you're going to introduce yourself. Don't hesitate. You know, have the confidence, but don't be doing the pitchy thing. You don't want to become an off like a slimy sales rep. You want to be able to be probing them questions to find out more about who they are so they open up and that opens up new conversations new avenues of conversations that you can explore, almost like an early discovery call. That also puts you in control of the conversation at the same time. And of course, as the conversation progresses, you want to do that call to action eventually so that you can move on to that next meeting, not unlike you would on a phone call or anything else. There's technology out there, but don't shy away from that face-to-face opportunity, whether it's a show or a networking event to connect with your audience. Build these skills. These are skills that have been lost over time that need to be developed. If you do this, you will succeed. Alice, awesome advice. If I want to get a hold of you, I want to learn more about you, I'm going to follow you. Where do I go? What's the best way?
2: Well, you can go to alicehyman.com. Super easy. You can go to my new company, tradeshowmakeover.com. Um, and of course, you can find me on pretty much any social media and I'd be happy to have you connect. Just tell me that you met me here with Daryl so I know how you know me. Please send me a connection request. Daryl, I want to just add one more thing. I know we're almost out of time. For those of you whose companies don't send you to events, find events in your local area on your own, because most of them will be in the evening, where your prospects might possibly be. So think about who your prospects are and what kinds of organizations they attend and find something in your local area and just go on your own and get that opportunity to be face-to-face that way, even if your company doesn't send you to events.
1: It's always about developing those skills. It never stops. And you own your own responsibility for developing your skill. With that, we're out of time. I hope you enjoyed it. This is Alice Hyman. She is legendary. She is incredible. Follow her. Don't make a mistake. Top 50, number 18, most influential salespeople right here. Alice, it's been wonderful. You have an awesome day. And everybody else, let's connect online again. You know where to find me. Insideinsidesales.com is the show. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter. Don't be shy. I look forward to hearing from you. In the meantime, have a great day.
0: You've been listening once again to another episode of Inside, Inside Sales. Hosted by Daryl Prale, the CMO of VanillaSoft. Tune in every other week for actionable ideas to increase your sales productivity. One of the many shows on the ever-growing Funnel Radio Channel. Sponsored by... Vanilla Soft.